What is going on, folks? Back at it again with another 20th and Blake podcast, part of MahiSports.com. I am your host, Luke Zalman. Uh, Manilo Piro handled the podcast duties on Thursday, so I am back at it again. And I figured a cool topic, you know, kind of inching towards the, you know, the quarter mark of the season, I believe may have, no, not quite there yet, but inching towards it, I figured why not look at where the Rockies' best players stack up in the awards race so far. I know it's early. There's still a ton of time, but these early runs can make a difference in these MVP talks, in the Cy Young talks, Rookie of the Year talks. They can all make a pretty big impact when, you know, you're able to put up such huge stats early. But I figured first we would define some terms that I'm going to use just for the people that may not, you know, quite know some of the some of the more analytic based um, approaches to looking at a player's value. Um, first, just OPS plus. OPS stands for on base plus slugging. Um, pretty simple. I mean, you just add on base percentage and slugging. But when you add the plus, what you're doing is normalizing it across the league and accounting for the ballpark. So this number comes into account many many times when you're talking about Rockies hitters. Because their OPS Plus is greatly affected by the ballpark, as are Arizona hitters, people that hit in a hitter's ballpark. And so they use the ballpark to regulate it, where you're going to see your most games. And then, so a score of 100 is going to be a league average. So if you want to look at it as, okay, so if someone puts up 150, that's 50% better than the league average. So they are 50% above the average across the league. Um, pretty simple stat, nothing much to it. It's basically just, if you want to dumb it down, it's on base percentage plus slugging, but it's adjusted to ballpark. Um, there's a couple other factors that lie in it, but that's kind of the easy, the easy, uh, explanation of it. Um, WOBA, which is weighted on base average, um, a little more complicated and it's going to combine all the different aspects of hitting into one metric. Um, so it's going to weigh singles, doubles, triples, and home runs. It's going to weigh them all differently and then come back with a number that tells you this is a hitter's true value towards run production. Um, so if a batter is just purely a single hitter, single, 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 um, they're not going to have a huge WOBA because their actual production or their actual percentage of the team's run production is going to be lower. I mean... And obviously, if they are hitting 500 and hitting all singles, that's different. But if they're just a standard 280 hitter and they're hitting all singles, they don't have as much of an impact on the team's run scoring. Um, so WOBA, you'll see it whenever you see the stat, it'll be a lowercase w, O-B-A. Um, and yeah, it just weighs each hit differently um, and kind of gives you a stat of how all those numbers add up and how they all account for run production. And our final stat of these kind of defining stats will be WAR, capital W-A-R, which is just wins above replacement. It is accounting for fielding, hitting, all these different things that are a part of how players bring value to a team. And then it's put against the average player. If you were to pick up a random guy 
from AAA, if you were to pick up a random free agent, how much better is this guy than, say, that guy? A replacement level hitters. I'm doing quotes in uh in real life, but obviously you can't see that. Um, so war, it's, it's just a measure of how much value a player can bring to a team and how many wins he accounts for above one of his counterparts that is merely average. Um, pretty easy to understand. Um, for fielders, it includes fielding and hitting. Um, and it's just a, it kind of, it, it gives you a stat that allows you to see, okay, this person is a very good fielder and a very good hitter, and it combines for a huge percentage as opposed to maybe a guy that can't field at all, but has a good hit, you know, is a good hitter, um, he's not going to contribute as much to wins. Um, so war, it doesn't give the absolute, you know, best estimate of a player, but it tries to, it tries to incorporate many different things to give you a good, you know, just another good figure to look at when analyzing players. None of these, none of these stats are all conclusive. You cannot put um, Barry Bonds Woba against um, Willie Mays Woba against Mike Trout's average Woba and say who the best player of the three is. You have to account for many other things, but all of these numbers together can give you kind of a good indication of, you know, what you're looking at when you're analyzing players. So first, the first award that we're going to look into is the you know the end all be all of awards the MVP of the National League um and we're going to look at Nolan Arenado so far on the Rockies he is likely their best candidate as of right now um so we're going to look at him versus the other two contenders in Cody Bellinger and Kristen Yelich obviously Kristen Yelich won it last year year before last year Cody Bellinger won rookie of the year um and they both started red hot so we're going to kind of look at how Nolan stacks up. If you look at home runs, um, it's going to be hard to win that argument. Nolan Nolan has started to hit more and more home runs after his early slump, but he's still at 10. Um, and all of these numbers are prior to today's game against the Padres. Um, I know it'd be cool to include those stats. If he goes yard, I apologize. Um, but I'm just doing it prior to the game. Wanted to kind of give a little breakdown. So his 10 home runs are tied for ninth in the NL currently. Um, not bad. Um, definitely would be better if he hadn't started so slow. Because if you see the role he's starting to get on now in his last 21 games, um, it's I mean it brings to light how crazy of a season he's starting to have. And if he's able to continue that, he'll definitely inch more. You know, he'll inch higher into those. Um, discussions. His OPS plus right now is 136, and that is his highest of his career currently. Um, it's going to fluctuate throughout the season. We all know that, but so far this has been his best year when you're weighting his on-base plus slugging against Coors Field, which always tends to hurt um, Rockies players because it is such a hitter-bound ballpark. Um, it's always going to you know, favor, you know, favor players that play at more pitchers parks like a Oracle Park, you know, like a, you know, just or San Diego parks like that, that are very, very conducive to pitching success are going to be better for your OPS plus. Um, but he does have his highest. It's 15th in the NL. That stat is going to be very, very um, subjective to small sample sizes. Um, so he he'll climb up that list a little bit as the year goes on, 
But as of right now, slugging percentage with, you know, guys like Joey Gallo, who just hit his 100th home run in his career before 100 singles, those type of guys that get out to those huge home run binges early, their, their numbers are going to be very skewed in stats that include slugging. Um, as far as Woba goes, he's at 401. Um, that's 15th in the MLB and 5th in the NL. Um, good number. It's, it's likely to stay around there. Um, as the season goes on and other guys are likely to fall some. Um, so he's sitting fifth in the NL right now, but that figures to that figures to at least finish that high, if not higher. Um, his war 1.5 is only 14th in the NL. Um, and that's actually, when I was looking at all of his stats, looking at kind of where he stacks up, that was actually surprising to me because he is such a, you know, he has so many accolades as a fielder that he tends to finish with very good wars from his defense and his offense mixed. Obviously, one of the most consistent hitters in the league. Um, so he tends to have a very high war when you add both of those things together. Um, he is the best fielder of the three. Cody Bellinger's a little more versatile. Um, Yelich is just, he's just a right fielder. They may move him around the outfield, but he's not going to go into the infield as opposed to a Bellinger that plays both. Um, but yeah, that's how Nolan stacks up right now among the NL. Um, in the MVP voting in the last four years, he has finished top 10 in each. He's finished top five three of those four years. He's getting so close, but he just hasn't been able to get over the hump. And it looks like if you look at a Cody Bellinger, his early start is going to possibly be a reason that that trend continues right now. Um, he's got 14 home runs. That's second in the NL and second in the MLB. Um, his OPS plus is first in the NL and first in the majors um, at 231. Just an astronomical number. And that's why I say that the slugging percentages can kind of be skewed a little early. Um, and that's kind of an example of that. I mean, a 231 OPS plus, I believe, would be one of the highest of all time. I think Barry Bonds has topped that or been very close to that in his career but I mean it's hard to compare many hitters to Barry Bonds steroids aside the the guy was one of the best hitters of all time um and then if you look at his WOBA it's 505 which is first in the NL and first in the MLB um he's had a ton of you know he's had 14 home runs eight doubles a triple and 55 hits he leads the league in hits and that's led to him having a 399 batting average that's a huge part of his WOBA. He is putting so many balls in play and getting hits on so many balls that his WOBA is just getting driven up, especially when you add in the power. He's he's going to finish very high in that if this trend continues. Um, 2.3 war, third in the NL, almost exclusively from hitting. Like I said, he's not going to add much as far as fielding goes, um, but his hitting is elite and will most likely continue to be elite. He's starting to hit lefties this year. Um, that was kind of one of his problems in past years, and now he's actually starting to pick up on lefties, hit four power off lefties, and it has just completely changed his profile as a hitter. And that leads us to our final, final contestant, I guess you could say, of this little trio, and that's Christian Yelich. Um, after he was traded to Miami, it was kind of up in the air what type of hitter he would be. He was never a huge home run hitter. Um, more of an on-base type guy. That was that was kind of his game. Um, so to see the power that he's had with 
Milwaukee has just been unbelievable. Last year, hits 36 home runs, um, hits 326, slugs 598, just unbelievable. Um, his OPS plus finished at 164, and this year so far, it is at 221, and that is second in the MLB, second in the NL to Cody Bellinger. Um, he's just been out of this world. He has the most home runs in the league at 16. Um, and when I say league, National League, MLB, all of it, um, he has been on an absolute power surge. He has hit a ton at Miller Park. I believe he's hit one on the road this year, so he's enjoying his new confines. Um, his Woba's at 494, which trails just behind Bellinger's 505 um, at second in the MLB and second in the NL. Um, and his 3.8 war is first in the MLB. Um, he has just been ridiculously good at the plate. Um, and he's he's a good fielder. Not a great fielder, a good fielder. So his war figures to sit among the league's best when the year comes um, to an end. But that 3.8, when you compare that to 2.3 of Bellinger, who started ridiculously hot, and 1.5 of Nolan Arenado, that just helps you put into context how ridiculous he's been this year. Um, if I had to have my pick between the three right now, I would likely pick Yelich. Um, he did miss quite a few games with that back injury. Um, so he is um, about four games behind Cody Bellinger as far as production goes and two behind Arenado. And he's still leading in home runs, still leading in war um so he's just been ridiculous this year i'm not sure if this is how it's gonna finish i think other guys will move into the mix as the year goes on i think goldschmidt if he has a hot um final couple months of the year he's started well but not quite to his standards yet so i think he'll jump back into that mvp talk but i think nolan Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich are going to remain in that talk for the rest of the year. If I had to pick right now, give me Yelich. And that brings us to our final portion of the show, the NL Cy Young race. I bring this one up because of the trust, I mean, the most trusted uh, pitcher right now for the Rockies, Herman Marquez. Um, he will likely be firmly entrenched in those discussions if he continues his current career arc. Um, this year so far, 3-4-3 ERA, um, that's 17th in the NL. He's had a couple bad starts of late, but he does lead the NL in innings pitched. Um, he's tied for the league in lead in starts. Um, he's just been great so far. Um, his caper nine actually figures to, figures to go up as the year goes on. He's at 9.2 this year after 10.6 last year, and that was kind of helped by his 12 K per nine in the second half of last year. Um, so, so far, he's only at 9.2 this year. That's only good for 19th in the NL. Um, but if you look at his war, his wins above replacement, he is third right now among starters in the NL with 40 innings. Um, and that's fourth in the MLB. His war is two right now. Um, so he's been great for the Rockies. They really needed him. He was able to break the slump last night. He did allow 10 hits, only two earned runs. Um, was able to get past that five-inning mark to get a win. Um, wins are very subjective in pitching, so I'll never rely on those for award talks. But he has been—he's been good, and I think there was a little bit of regression that was needed from his batting average on balls in play um, early in the year. Um, I didn't explain that term. Pretty, pretty easy to wrap your head around. Just 
if the other team puts the ball in play, how often are they getting on base? What is their batting average when they're putting the balls in play? Um, and his was just insanely low, way below his career mark early in the year, which signaled that he was getting a little lucky. The lower that your BABIP is below your career average, it likely means you're getting lucky unless you made some significant tweaks and that is just kind of the new you. Um, it likely is going to mean that you're getting lucky and his was just crazy low early on. So some, some regression was to be expected um, and it came a little bit, but he's still pitching very well. Um, he's going to get better as the year goes on. Um, his 146 ERA plus, which is also ballpark adjusted, um, is a pretty good number right now. Uh, last year he was at 125, um, so he should be just fine. He's going to continue to be the team's ace, and without Kyle Freeland really stepping up, um, they really need him. M moving on to who I would deem probably the most likely to win it if the season ended today, Luis Castillo of the Cincinnati Reds. Um, just a big presence. It's only his third year, um, and through nine starts, his ERA so far is 176. Um, that's third in the NL behind Zach Davies and Chris Paddock. Um, he has just been great. He is one of those guys that is tied with Herman at nine starts on the year for the most. Um, and his war amongst starters is first in the NL, second in the league to Mike Miner, a name that you might recognize from my last podcast, um, kind of as a trade target for the Rockies. Um, he's going to be very sought after. But Luis Castillo, just a great pitcher. Um, he has a absolutely filthy changeup, and he started to use it more this year, and it's really working. Um, this year, or last year, excuse me, he threw it 26% of the time. This year, he's thrown it 32, and with how good of a pitch it is, him increasing that usage was bound to help his, you know, bound to help his numbers. Um, all of the analytics, his batting average on balls in play, his expected numbers all say that he's set to continue his trend. There may be a little regression as the year goes on, but as the pitcher he currently stands as, um, that I worded that weird, but the pitcher he is right now, if he continues to throw the changeup like he is, the fastball like he is, these numbers likely aren't going to change very much. Um, his strikeout per nine, 11.2, has just been great. Seventh in the NL. Um, a lot of them on that changeup. He leads the league in whiffs on changeups by a huge margin. Um, so he's just been absolutely great for Cincinnati. Um, like I said, records don't matter much, but to be 4-1 and one with the offense he has behind him in Cincinnati is very impressive. Um, he's only allowed 11 earned runs and 56 and a third, only 32 hits. Um, his ERA plus is 258, which is just out of this world. Um, he's, he's, he's been absolutely amazing. The third and final guy I'm going to look at for this segment is Chris Paddock. I already mentioned his name a little bit when talking about ERA and he is a rookie, which makes this even more insane that he's been this good for the Padres so far. Um, all the way coming up his, his huge factor in him being successful was a pretty good walk rate as opposed to his strikeouts, and that's continued in the majors. Um, he's only allowed 10 walks. That's tied for 10th among qualifiers. And when I say qualifiers, I mean pitchers that have thrown 40-plus innings. Um, he's top 10. He, he has the least amount of hits allowed among those pitchers um, with 
18 hits in 40 and two-thirds innings. Um, and he's only allowed a 1.55 ERA this year. He has just been out of this world. His K per nine is 10th in the NL um, at 10.2. And he's fourth in war at 1.7. Um, so, But his biggest problem is the Padres have rocked a six-man rotation for much of the year. So he only has seven starts on the year. He's been completely healthy. hasn't been skipped or anything, but they are running a six-man rotation for much of the year so far. Um, and he also figures to face an innings limit um, towards the end of the year. Um, it's his first year that he's going to get a workload like this, so he's likely not going to be able to compete for the NL Cy Young this year. Um, but seeing how good he's been, it lets you – I mean, it kind of gives you cause for – pause as a Rockies fan if you look at his numbers and think oh they're gonna have to face him and Nick Marga I'm gonna butcher his name but he should be good as well Marga Viscus I believe is his name um and then Joey Lucchese as well um and they are likely to try to get another pitcher in either free agency or trade in the upcoming future because their window is starting to open up um Manny Machado um Tatis Eric Hosmer, um, just great, great hitters that are leading that lineup and great arms. Um, so I don't, I don't figure that they're going to um, regress much this year, but I do see him having a innings limit as the year goes on. So he likely won't be in the conversation. If I had to pick between the three, despite Paddock's ridiculous numbers, I would go with Castillo currently. Um, He's just been unbelievable, and he's added so much to a team that doesn't have much around him. Um, so he doesn't have amazing fielders behind him, like a Manny Machado, like a Tatis, like a Hosmer. You know, pretty quality fielders. He doesn't have that behind him. He has an old Joey Votto. Eugenio Suarez is a pretty good fielder, um, but he just doesn't have a ton behind him. Um, so what he's doing is very impressive to me. I would go with Castillo right now. And Marquez is pretty distant behind those guys right now, but it's only they're only about a third of the way through their total season starts. Um, so Marquez figures to get even better, and he can put up a 3.43 ERA and an ERA plus like he's putting up that adjusts to ballpark. He should be well in the conversation, much like Freeland was last year. Um, and if he can get those Ks up, I for some reason... Um, when people look at awards, they love to look at the Ks. That was why Scherzer was so high in the awards race last year. He had over 300 Ks. Um, so if Marquez can start building the strikeouts a little more as the year goes on, he might be able to entrench himself firmly in that conversation. Um, but as of right now, the Rockies don't have anyone very cemented in these award races. Nolan is inching closer and closer with his recent hot streak. Um, but his overall numbers are lacking a little bit. And Marquez has been the opposite. His early numbers would assemble. I mean, after that shutout against the Giants, um, it looked like he was going to be, you know, leading the way. But he's had a couple rough starts lately. Um, he had that tooth problem. Um, so maybe, maybe he gets over it. Maybe he's still just, you know, kind of shaking some of that stuff off. Um, but he should be fine throughout the year. And regardless of if he wins an award, the Rockies have a great and valuable pitcher. And they've had to deal with that with Arenado as well. Like I said, he's been top 10 in MVP voting. He's won a gold glove every single year of his career. So he's adding a ton of value to the team, even if it doesn't result in his own personal accolades. 
Um, and I think that's something he's okay with. Um, he's always been a, you know, wants to win guy. So I think he'll be fine without getting hardware if they can start to compete a little more. Um, but that is all I have for you guys right now. Um, Bud Black not in the managerial, you know, awards race right now. Um, they just haven't been good enough this year. And they don't really have any huge impact rookies. Um, so that's, you know, that's not going to be a thing for them this year, the rookie of the year race. Um, but overall, just be sure to check milehighsports.com for all of our new content. Um, I'm going to start releasing more podcasts like this, kind of looking at trends, what's happening, why it's happening, as opposed to recapping games. Um, I just want to give you guys a little bit something new that maybe you didn't know. Um, if nothing else, you at least got a little bit of a lesson in analytics stats today. Um, so be sure to subscribe, be sure to give us a rating, be sure to even leave us a comment if there's something you don't like about our podcast. Um, and be sure to go on Twitter and follow me at Luke Zalman. Um, and I'm going to most likely post a mailbag for most of my podcasts. So if there's anything you're dying to know, be sure to drop a, be sure to drop a question under that. Um, and keep checking milehighsports.com. We have great content constantly going up and I'll talk to you next time, folks.